Hello everyone, I'm Sophie Marin and this is Arts Dynamics Talks. This began as a live stream series on Facebook during COVID-19 when I started interviewing artists and creatives and changemakers within arts, culture and entertainment all around the world. I wanted to learn more about what they are doing to pivot, what's happening in their corner of the world and also what their future plans are post-COVID-19. As it happens, this began as a 12-part mini live stream series, but is now growing into more episodes. So thank you all so much for tuning in and for listening. We've also been uh, asked to do this as a podcast, which is why you can now hear the audio versions on Spotify and other platforms as well. So happy listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. For more information about Arts Dynamics, go to artsdynamics.com and connect up with us on social media. So with that, have a great day and enjoy. We are live. Hello, everyone. We are live. This is Sophie Marin and this is Arts Dynamics Talks, episode number six. And I am thrilled to have with me today to have invited Karen Rosenberg, who's a creator, a performer, a creative facilitator, and also a developer of Body House. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here with you. It's wonderful to be here with you too. And for those of you who are just tuning in, Arts Dynamics Talks is part of a series that spans over several weeks where I interview leading change makers within our field, arts and arts entrepreneurship. So I've spoken to several people over the, these uh, past few weeks. And today we've got Karen and I have the privilege of knowing Karen since a few years back. And I'm seeing your journey, Karen, from where we were there to where you are now. And I can tell for the people that are tuning in that you are doing some amazing things as always and that you're also pivoting now in a way that's really interesting and I'd love to find out more about that. So why don't you share a little bit more with us who you are and what you do? I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) So my name is Karen. I grew up in Israel in the north part of Israel in a very small town. And uh, I moved to Holland in 2008. This is my base now in Amsterdam. And uh, I started my professional career quite late. I was 22. And I started as a raver, actually, and as a punk rock, uh, hardcore, uh, free spirit. And all of a sudden, finding myself in these confined spaces of dance and form and, and expectations was always something that was kind of like creating a strong friction. I started my professional career as a dancer in Israel, and I really wanted to see what other cultures and meeting other environments can do to my uh, artistic expression. So I moved to the Netherlands and I decided with a suitcase, I'm going to have an international career. Didn't know anything, just had a ticket to a dance studio and that was about it. And here I am. I was teaching Gaga movement language for the past 10 years. I was uh, one of the first uh, teachers that uh, was trained in the pilot program and started to tour around the world with this and then a very big life-changing experience in 2013 I had a big surgery in my foot you know as a dancer in her prime I was really confronted with seeing fragility and what how vulnerable the human body is that made me really question about do we own our bodies or how present are we are in our bodies and how our experience throughout our lives is changing inside our bodies as the years go by. So that gave birth to the body house practice that I was teaching together 
with the Gaga and gradually I decided to embrace myself. And actually from that, I decided to also become an art, a performing artist that makes work. So now it was like from branching out, it was actually the process of, of calming down and ground myself and really identify what are the skills that I've gained from all these years and what do I wish to share? Mm, well, that's amazing. And you and I, we met through Susan Denig, who's also a leading performing arts entrepreneur and, and, and change maker herself in Denmark. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so hello, Susan. Uh, I noticed that you're also watching this, which is great. And uh, Susan and I, we were hosting this artistic entrepreneurship uh, weekly retreat a few years back. And that's where, where I had the privilege of meeting you. And uh, would you mind sharing a little bit about your experience with that retreat? and um yeah what you thought of it <laughs> and uh, how and it run, run forest run um, <laughs> and no, i think um i was overwhelmed because um in um in 2015 i i start i studied in the university of barcelona international cultural cooperation and management and basically since then my work started to get funded and i came to birka uh, in the midst of a, a tour so i was calling suzanne and i was like suzanne i can't make it i'm dying here i have another show coming up and i'm like ah you know you can't take me out of it and she was like karen get your ass to birka you've got to be here now because these are the things that if you're not going to anchor it now then it's just going to create chaos and it was very spiritual, emotional, and actually quite a mental, of course, and physical experience. It really was a multidimensional experience because I realized that as creative people, we are so powerful and we have so many skills, but somehow because we are, the passion sometimes is in the forefront of our being, it's very difficult to us to filter our words through our passion and our energy. So that's why with the work of uh, what you introduced to Roger Hamilton, I'm like, ah, I need actually the ground so that I can spring high as a creative person. And actually I'm worse, but I still, I need some tempo. I'm, I'm good in tempo intuitively actually with my work. So then actually speaking with you now is like, okay, maybe I'm not good in the tempo tempo, but it's about the tempo of me. So it was a really powerful experience and transformative. And I guess that meeting you now after been quite intense and beautiful period, it's a very treasured moment to actually see, okay, the anchors have been created there. And now it's more about redefining and maybe playing around with what already is. And that's fun, actually. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know of Roger's work, or don't understand what tempo means, would you agree with me, Karen, if I describe it as if uh, seeing things as if they are in season? So there is like a, a spring, summer, autumn and winter energy that to understand that life happens in, in cycles and just like a year has its seasons, it's the same for us as people too, that we are also, depending on what kind of personality type we are, also in, um, some might be more in spring energy and, and more creative, some are more summer, which is more sort of people-based, communicating. 
autumn is more tempo, uh, the tempo energy, what, which is more sort of sensory into the ground, air to the ground. And the winter time is the steel energy, which is more sort of detailed and introvert. And that's a lot sort of like a quick snapshot into what that means. And uh, I, I think what you're saying is super important for creative people in particular, because we are often up in the clouds, but you need that grounding, right? Uh, do you feel that? Uh, and, and before we sort of go into today and COVID-19, because I know so many things have happened since, I'm just curious, would you like to share with the people watching this? Do you remember when we had our first conversations about the branding and how important your brand identity was and how to package yourself as an artist? What were your thoughts about that at the time? And what have you done since with that? I think that as an art, as a performing artist and a dancer coming from the dance, especially, there is a disbelief that you need to be grateful for everything that you get. And also, if you get your work funded, you should be grateful, pay the ones that are uh, doing the work with you, and maybe you can live a bit or just work a lot after. So there is almost like a feeling of unworthiness. And, I'm, and thank you so much for actually allowing my work to be seen. And I was like, I was, I was getting my, my red horns, you know, when you were saying branding and identity and I was like, but you're killing my vibe, you know, Sophia, you're killing my dude, you know? And I just want to like branding is kind of like this words really scared me. And it felt like it's almost like institutionalizing something that is meant to be unattained and free. And I was angry. I was sitting there and I was like, no, I'm not having it. And you're like, and you're like saying, well, maybe think about it as an identity. And I was like, identity, I, I work with identities. Yes. And, you know, I was playing in my, one of my work. If I could be a man, what kind of man would I be? So I'm like, sure, I can be identity. I can make many identities. And then I started to think, okay, so many identities, that's actually who we are as creative people. And if you look at psychology, actually, we actually are not representing one. There is no one Karen, like there is no one Sophie. There's actually multiple facets of our existence. So in a way, which facets do I want to communicate with the world outside? Which facets I want to keep personal? Because I also think that as artists, we identify so much with who we are as artists that we forget that there is also a private and personal pe person inside. So I think the idea of branding is actually also a safe space to say, that's my work. And that's where I would like to draw value, which monetizing and, and bringing energy back, which is money. And then where is the personal Karen that nobody sees or the, the one I choose for, they see. It's a safe space. Yes, a safe space. And, and with the branding and, and as you correctly say it is about the identity right about who you are and and as an artist and what you want to put out in the world and we talked a lot about uh, your big why your your vision your mission your passion your purpose these are big questions right you don't just solve them even at a retreat we were there for a few days and uh, to cram all of that into those days and we did so many more things but I do know that you uh, as you said there was this resistance but I have to say kudos to you because you sort of stepped outside your comfort zone and you actually did the work and uh, you did the work then and uh, after those um, this sort of one and a half years and if sort of fast forward to today what would you say the outcome is for you having done that work then and obviously other work but in this area but what are the results that you see as part of this 
tremendous. Actually, I'm now my because back then most of my income would come from uh, teaching, and I would travel all over, you know, around the world and teach, and then having some on my flights, you know, doing applications, then performing it. So actually, in three years, I transformed my practice in a sense that now I'm a full-time artist. That as a part of my artistic practice, I also share and I body house, which I I stopped teaching Gaga. I said. I'm grateful for this experience, but I've already moved on. I'm ready to embrace myself and and what I do, what I can do. So then now it's all coming together. And then the financial upside of it is actually that I can make a living from doing the things that I love, which I want to make more, of course. But uh, (laughs) but yeah, and it still is. It still is because there is a really need as performing artists. And I think that whoever with us can agree that there is a need to create more transparency and visibility and fair practice with the amount of input that is coming from the performing artists, especially the freelancers and the monetization from the world outside. So I think I'm not ashamed of it anymore. And I'm I'm really grateful to you, Sophie, because you said to me in my moment of extreme contraction, you were saying, do you want to transform your passion into profit? And I was like, yes. I remember I even didn't want to sit on a chair. I just sat on the floor. <laughs> and uh, and you remember that? <laughs> I do. I do remember that. <laughs> I'm sitting on a cushion. I'm trying my best to keep moving, but I still sit. So then, yeah. So thank you, Sophie, because um, you gave me a kick in my booty. It's a big Middle Eastern booty. <laughs> <laughs> a loving kick. And it's such a wonderful example. Thank you for sharing for those of you listening. I th- I see this so often, especially in our field. The minute you start talking about the branding and promotion and marketing and sales, you see something just shuts down because it often can feel as a sort of there are restraints and restrictions coming with that, whereas it's actually the opposite. And mind you, there is a different re- difference between doing what you do you as a hobby or a sort of a business entity because if you want to turn this into a career and make a living doing what you love that's when this is important so uh, I do remember that process and um, what I love about this story is you had that resistance you anyway listen because you I remember you mentioned that you were doing many different things and how could you bring it all together and would it be you your name or would you have a company name and we discuss logos or many different things to take into consideration but you did the work and uh, fast forward to today now you have increased your income streams you've got funding coming in and your business has made sort of a quantum leap as a result of that and here you are and you I mean with COVID-19 and everything that's happening so I'd like to know where you are right now and how has COVID-19 and corona uh, really uh, affected you and your business how are you pivoting now? I'm actually yesterday I had to write a, a report because the Dutch Performing Arts Fund that we received the the 18 month support actually wanted to know okay what has changed and everything so then I I needed to create a list of actually what happened since the lockdown so and how it plans have changed and it was quite incredible from performing in the lockdown of Paris in France or I was in the Arts Provence in one of the most incredible buildings and then flying in a deserted airport to Holland, self-quarantine. But it was such an incredible bliss, I guess, to be there because 
I guess resistance come when things are not aligned and resistance comes when it's, you feel that you're in your past, but there are forces that are almost either you, mostly you work against yourself or there are external forces that needs to be in position in better position to where you are heading. So of course, all my pr- project got canceled and, and um, for, or, or uh, postponed, but then the gift of time time to reflect and time to revitalize so in the beginning i was like most art like a lot of artists i was a the fight or flight uh, mode which was most fight let's produce content so then i was giving body house sessions from my own private living room and in instagram and then all of a sudden you see emojis and like and amazing and, la, la, la. and i was working with a social person that does the social media for me and uh, the creative producer and then i started to think about it and i was like Karen, are you happy now? Why are you producing these empty, uh, you know, images of you with makeup? Your puppy is screaming in the other room because he needs to be in another space. And you're putting music and drinking wine and making like, and we're happy in lockdown. And then I was like, is this really connect to who you are as an artist? And then I was like, no, absolutely not. Because this is not honest. I'm just plastering an experience and maybe making people the ability to sweat and to connect, but it's just momentarily. It doesn't have this, uh, you know, this punch that I want to give or this heartfelt experience that can transcend beyond. So I decided to actually stop. The good thing I was invited to talk on EU radio, which was really, really nice. And and the performance that got canceled in the theater, I said, hey, why won't I give an online session to the theater audience, which was really, really nice. And it brought a lot of ideas. I was given an online workshop for university students, which was quite incredible. And I was invited to perform in a live stream uh, performance in the company of Amsterdam. And it was kind of like body unmute, which was kind of like revolting against the body that's not being able to be present. So it was a very beautiful accident of performing live. Um, because it brought all the skills that I had from before, because in my in the previous work, I've worked with camera and film and images. So all of this, and I work in performing arts. So all of a sudden to create a perform, a live stream that's actually a hybrid between live performance and a video clip. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be on the moment. Every, so that was beautiful. And it attracted also the national newspaper uh, that created a big article about me. And in that article, I just said that uh, performing on a live screen is is great, but it's like um, uh, getting, you know, it's like going to the theater is like having an orgasm and we need this kind of orgasm. So when we were performing only on, on a live stream, it's nice, but it cannot replace the body. So we can have this encounter, but we need orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say anything after that or they just... They wrote it in the article. They yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And and you, you said something important there, I think. Uh, with corona, uh, we all react in different ways. And some... What you described, the fact how you went into sort of overproductive mode, just putting content out there without really thinking, just trying things out and to take a step back and to just reflect and tune inwards. There is something in there, uh, which um, for those of you also watching, if you feel yourself that you are pushing through, because it's it's easy to fall into that trap, right? 
we need to do something. We need to move things forward. But sometimes actually we don't. Sometimes it's good to just stop and take a step back. And uh, we've talked a little bit about sort of your big why and your big vision. And, and would you like to elaborate a little bit on that? Has that changed now during Corona for you or is it the same as before? I think it synthesized itself. I think on a, for years I was judging what I see about myself. I was not comfortable with what I bring. I always thought I need to bring something else. I was always waiting. So I was like, yeah, I have that, but but this needs to be on it. And all of a sudden, like, I realized that where I am now, it's actually a full trajectory that within it, it brings all my skills together. And I've always been interested, of course, in the beginning, I, I had to explore from an artistic perspective why are we presenting ourselves to the world the way that we are speaking about branding so that's why i was also quite sort of like you want me to set my myself so in a sense but i can be everything i can be a child i can be an old woman i can be a man i can be a sex goddess like it's all about how you position yourself so i've explored it many years in a way to also give a counter to society of like why are we like how come we're so shallow or why we're creating a theater also in the real world and then in this period i started to think when well, already this was a question that because of that i think i received the funds it was like what would we do if we can actually strip it away so if i'm not a woman of a certain color or a certain age if i am not in a certain owning a certain nationality being israeli has a certain political context immediately that always put me in, in dialogue with myself and, and internal friction. But what is it that makes us special inside of us, this energy? And in a sense, and I was ashamed of what happened to me in the hospital because I didn't want people to know that I had to be in a wheelchair and it took me a year to, to get back. So, so I was like trying to hide everything and just come up with this strong image. And all of a sudden I realized, hey, you know, we're in the middle of experiencing, sorry if I'm pimping it up, but it was like a, a global trauma for some people that didn't experience uh, what is lockdown or emergency, which I did because I come from Israel. But so it wasn't so big for me, but I was like, hey, but what if we can just delay this and just connect? And now more than ever, it's like, what does it feel like to feel the vibration of each other? next to each other even if we can't touch how can we transcend it if i have only this video camera that's looking at to me at me right now and then you are on the other side how can i connect with you and to the virtual uh, viewers that are also humans and wants to be touched so then it all kind of came together and uh, with the whole kind of like um modular a uh, a project that has different outputs that each of its output is something I'm super passionate about, but it's something that can also generate visibility, contribution, and hopefully. <laughs> yes, that is um, that mm, is is very nice as an artist to, to connect the vision to. And and you, you put some, this, this is important what you're saying. How do we connect through screens? And you are into dance and into movement. And I know myself and many I've spoken to when we are in lockdown, it, it is as if also our bodies go into lockdown. So do you have any advice for people who feel like they are themselves in lockdown or and clogged up when their own bodies and physical, yeah, their own physical body is sort of um, 
shut down maybe i think that um it's maybe it's gonna sound uh, a bit a uh, uh, kumbaya but um what is running through our bodies is energy it's a universal force it's vitality um and uh, in lockdown so in a sense there of course even after lockdown there is a process that we need to generate movement because everything was was reversed inwards most of the energy went between our ears actually in our eyes and in our ears and in our mouth so basically from here downwards it's not really alive so the safe places is actually to go to nature and the safe spaces is in a sense to just experience what's it like to connect to the earth or what's it like to just walk and experience what is in your surrounding and actually take this experience also inside our home so as we move from one space to the other how can we do the same thing in grounding ourselves inside the confinement of our own home and what if our energy is bigger than the size of our home so in a sense when we communicate like if i'm communicating with you and all of a sudden i'm thinking about it and i'm like oh i can sit like this and speak with you like that but that's not so much fun but actually if i if i speak with you now and i actually connect with you from my heart and i send an energy to you now so actually in a way I'm opening myself to you, to the space around me, and also hopefully to the people that are watching. Yeah, it's like chi. If you try and open up a door the normal way or the chi way where you open it up by seeing your hand on the other side of the door. This yeah. is a similar thing what you're talking about, right? The life force. So the, those are really great examples. So for people that feel that they need some help to get unblocked and, and unstuck, these are ways that they could do that, right? And also just uh, putting music, blast it, the shit out of it and just, <laughs> and just bad bang because I realized um, for me, a chair, like my physio is telling Karen, you and chairs are not friendly. It's not, you're not meant, your body is not meant to be sitting. So it's a real struggle for me. And then I also realized because I'm a person that needs to sweat and I need to move and, uh, you know, you know me, Sophie. So in a sense, there is so much energy that is, is like vibrating here that the body it needs to be processed in the body otherwise um everything that we say and everything that we do once we start to perform again there's going to be a big gap so in a sense uh, physicalizing the ideas in the body that's the mm. thing so whatever your practice is in bringing bringing your head your being down south hmm There's a lot of ways to bring your being down south and it would be nice if people can share it with me. How do you bring energy south? <laughs> <laughs> How do you bring energy south? Do post in the comments. I'd love to find that out too. Uh, this is good. Uh, do you have any exercises that they could do? Absolutely. Do you want I, to share some? Yes, I would love to. Mm? First of all, I think that you can just start by, we can even do it together. Yeah, sure. You don't mind. So join are, us if you're watching this. Feel free to join me and Karen doing some unblocking exercises. Yeah. yeah, let's do this together. So let's just start with just closing our eyes for a few moments. And feel like you can just allow yourselves to settle underneath your skin. So as if you're allowing your skin to get softer especially your heart 
to think backwards and down and allow the information in the front of your brain to move to the back of your brain and the ears can expand away from each other. And let's just start to inhale from our root, the roots of our feet, allowing it to climb all the way through our thighs and our pelvis, our tailbone, our spine, our chest, heart, neck, head. And just exhale really long for like six counts. So let's take it together. One, two, and allow your body to really collapse. Three, four, five six and let's repeat it again inhale from the roots of your feet and allow it to expand inhale one two for five counts three four and now allow it to expand so hold your breath and stretch it a bit stretch 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 and exhale for six counts six five collapse again retreat you can open your eyes and when you open your eyes connect your eyes to your stomach actually so when you open them feel like you can connect your eyes to your core and to your heart so it's all moving in one and just shift your balance from right sit bone to left sit bone see if you can listen to the flow of the energy that is traveling through the roots of the sit bones and the feet and allow it to come out. And let's generate a big stretch. So wherever you are, keep on shifting the weight. And just expand. So really, you know, just a big yawn in the morning. Stretching. I'm just going to take myself a bit. Let's decide. Carry it. And just let go. Let the shit out. <laughs> yes yes Ooh, that was really great thank you karen thank you yeah. yeah we should do this many times every day many times and this was a simple exercise right we can do yes. this by ourselves absolutely hmm Thank you. Did any of you watching this live stream try this out? If so, do post in the comments below. We'd love to hear that. And if anyone wants to do this afterwards, you can just go back to this session and listen to Karen's soothing voice, helping us relax and reconnect. I find that myself, uh, an exercise like this is so, so great in helping with that grounding energy. And with the days being so full and so intense with so many things going on, it's it's often, I even like I said, even for myself, I, f I find often that I forget to stop and breathe uh, because it's almost into the next thing and I'm wanting to serve and wanting to be there for others and wanting to do good things. And sometimes time just flows and pass by and then suddenly it's evening and you've lost uh, opportunities to just stop and have some sort of a, a brain rest. So thank you. Do you have any routines yourself um, during a day or a week that helps you get grounded or yes. to sort of stay connected? The best routine I have is that I got a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it really, for me, it really anchors me because um, you can fly and you can be creative and you can think all you want, but he needs to poo and pee. So 
So it it really anchors me to say, okay, time to go down, Karen, to the earth mm-hmm. and take care of, of Mr. Lemmy. Yeah. And the second thing is um, I start, uh, Suzanne introduced me to the eight questions of uh, what are you grateful for? Uh, who do you love? Uh, why are you happy? What are your commitments? What are your intentions? And I also... Even if I, and I do that, and sometimes I do some grounding meditation and breaths, but I try as much as I can to also start every day with physical work. Mm. So that so that actually wherever I'm moving, because it's one thing I find to create an, an intention, which is a, a, could be a spiritual and metaphysical, and then you kind of calming the mind, but the mind is a part of the body. So if I'm not aligning all this together, because a lot of the times during the day, things happen and you need to respond to uncertainties, actually. Yeah, very true. So in a way, by me, I, I'm a very sensitive person. So if things happen that are uncertain and I'm not prepared for them, then all of a sudden, you know, I get like stagnated or I tend to respond rather than to first uh, reflect. Yeah. So I think that creating alignment between the intentions the calmness and the presence of the mind, but actually the physicality is that is very helpful for me. And writing, yeah. you say that, yes. What I find fascinating about this particular conversation that you and I are having today is also the impact of, the, you, you mentioned movement, obviously you're a dancer, you're a performer, so this is your forte, this is your expertise, and you know how to do these things. And uh, I know... Uh, I, the morning, the morning routine you just mentioned that the sun does with the eight questions really great. And, uh, you know, to have morning routines like that and even evening routines and even have stopping points throughout the day to sort of rejuvenate, that is really important. Uh, but I think what we many of us are missing, even though we might think consciously about these things, is the, the fact when you stagnate by sitting too much and sitting in front of a computer. And even though people might talk about it, it's, I don't think people understand, would you agree with me, that people don't understand the impact it has when you do sit for too long periods of time and when you are in front of a computer like this, and we many of us are right now. Uh, so I think within the arts, uh, what you do, Karen, and, and also people that are also within dance and within a sort of movement within the arts, what you can help people really with is to help not only unblock, but also uh, process feelings and emotions and would you like to care to comment a little bit about that? How your expertise can also help people not only get, like you said, get out of their chair and start moving about, but also process things and move forward. I think there is one thing that I wish to share is that what I actually enjoyed in Corona is not to dance. And I said to myself, I don't know myself without dancing. So for 19 years, I've always pushed myself to be on top physique. I'm 41. So I'm very blessed to be able to do what I'm doing and still (laughs) bending my body back and forth and enjoying it. But I also said to myself, I'm not going on stage tomorrow. I'm not teaching a workshop. This whole idea of keeping fit, you know, it's like says who. And, And then I wanted to say, but if I am the creative person that I am, what other creative manifestations can it be? Because... I don't believe that we chose the, the discipline of our expression. I'm going a bit philosophical, sorry to say that, but we chose it because we can, and it's it's beautiful. But 
the source of us is creativity and this is what we do so i don't think we need to limit ourselves so then i really enjoyed actually just to be mm-hmm. just being and actually dating myself you know to see who am i without the this whole idea of of the and now i need to do this and now i need to market myself and now i need to brand myself and I, so actually from the silence the source came out mm. so, and that was really good for me because i'm you know me i'm always in motion and i can't stop you know moving and stuff and then i was like i just want to live i want to see the house i'm in i want to see my neighbors i want to connect with the people that are around me and look at life you know the changing of the season so that for now, I don't need to go anywhere so that when the time is right, the motion will take itself. Yeah. And I think that if we speak about movement, movement is something that exists by our mere existence because we have a heart that's pulsing. We have uh, blood that is, uh, you know, that is moving, oxygen that is flowing. So the movement is really in us. And as humans, the more we age, due to our history and experience and years of sitting on our fucking booties, then things starts to become stagnated. Not because they cannot flow again, but because we just forgot that we have them. Mm. So, and it doesn't mean that we can't connect to them. So in a sense, by being physical, it's not about being moving. It's about becoming present first. Becoming yes. present and open to what exists inside of each of us. Hmm. And in each of us, there is something that is so unique and so special because we are one of a kind combination of the energy and the physical body. No one can d- repeat our energy. So if we can just listen and tap into that place inside of ourselves and move from that place, and be moved from that place, then I think it will make us really expand and really be open to the vast possibilities, no matter how young or our chronological age is. Mm. So basically do less and in a way that leads to more and calm yourself. It's like water in a glass. Uh, by calming the water and calming yourself and emptying in yourself in a way, that way you also become a vessel and can do more things and be fully present here and now. Uh, I, I just somebody said that something came to me. Even Oprah Winfrey talked about this. Whatever you do in life, where you feel that you don't have clarity and you're looking for answers and you can't find the answers. The answer to that is not to keep pushing and moving forward. It's actually to go and be still and to listen within, which is very much what you are saying too, that also the COVID well, is, might sounds like a, a positive result as well of these, these months in lockdown and quarantine. Absolutely. And I think also, because when we talk about energy and, and life forces, mm. so in a sense, even when we talk about branding and marketing, it's putting out there a force, an energy and, and an input. Mm. And we have no idea what we can, of course, plan and we can, of course, um, uh, engineer the way we want things to be and to look and how much visibility we want to have based on the algorithms you shared before, which I know nothing about. But, but at the same time, life has different forces. So we project and we receive. It's a reciprocal mm. 
circle, not only with each other, but with now it becomes also with the virtual world. It's in our environment. So we are moving into interjunctions of so many things. And in a sense, by by keeping this almost like this um this boxer, light boxer, not ready to punch, but actually knows that he has this power. And just, you know, shifting or, okay, get, allowing the punch to hit you or, you know, you're, it's actually about even enjoying a punch because a punch can be like something that, oh, wake up, you know. So it's really about being light and grounded and groundfully light, let's say. Oh, that's tweetable. <laughs> there are many things in here that we should make tweetable quotes. So many golden nuggets. Thank you, Karen, for sharing. And uh, it is interesting to see all the talks that we've done one way or the other, we always end up talking about spirituality and connecting with one and connecting with source. And maybe it is also because we do work in the arts and that is very much the essence of that, tapping into something bigger than ourselves and in various ways. And the various arts forms are like languages, different languages, but still connecting to the sort of the same same force of energy. Uh, so... I'm curious where you are now and moving forward. What have you got coming up? What um, You mentioned that you also moved into film. I, I did see a film the other day that you created, which was absolutely brilliant and mesmerizing. I know many artists are looking for ways now to digitalize their content and to move their artistic creations online and to do that in ways that also support their business post-COVID-19. What kind of projects do you have coming up? Tell me. Ooh. So I have a premiere coming up, which is actually going to be an adaptation because of the COVID and the social distancing. So I decided to use this new premiere as a stepping stone to the big project that I'm heading after, which is called Going Primal. And Going Primal is a, a piece that is basically a space where the experience that is meant to be, it's like a crossbreed between a rave and a punk rock a shamanistic ritual so there's going to be a I'm working with the live musician um who's also going to be performing himself physically he's a guitarist percussionist and electronics and i'm going to work with a few dancers and uh, to really discover what is their inner spirit so there is a, i'm going to make a film from it as well i'm going to build different solos to each of the performers as a way to prepare I'm going to work with a visual, uh, uh, with the light designer and, and light architecture as a visual artist. And we're going to really also allow the lights to be a performative element as an additional performer in the space itself. And uh, eventually to create a massive rave with the, the many people that could be in the in the space. So in a sense, I'm, I'm really looking into, okay, so this is the out, this is the goal. And that's going to premiere in the spring of 2021. But then actually by looking into the restrictions or the new opportunities, let's say, that are coming our way, how can I fragmentize my product? So in a sense, because I can't make a group piece with contact. I love contact. And actually the whole piece was about creating this shamanistic, like raw, you know, ultra powerfully, you know, experience for people and in a non-theatrical setting. And then now I don't know what it's going to be. So then I was like, okay, how can I use the creative process in a way that can attract visibility and in a way that can also introduce me to new ways of working? So that's why, uh, for example, this film that I shared with you, it was 
I asked to do something from my previous work, but I'm not there and I'm not going to, you know, so then intrinsically, I actually I premiered a so, the solo, which is the base of my next work, but they don't know it. So I called it how I wanted to call it. And now it's my marketing tool. And because of that, I have the material to send to the funding application and also to uh, connect with potential partners. This is already number one, because I thought, oh, what kind of aesthetics do I want to get in the next project? And okay, that project was amazing. I love it. But I actually, where I am now, so I think the best thing I can share here, yes, I have a lot of things coming up. And also as a part of the project is creating a communal uh, performing, a performative act. So I will, will work with communities and citizens across the, the Netherlands to connect them to nature. So sharing with them my body house practice, the rituals, shamanistic kind of raw practices and creating a performative act in non-urban settings. So in a sense that in nature, inside the city. So this is kind of like all these things that each of them can create monetization, but also it's fun. I love to connect with people, but instead of me going and give workshops, then I'm like, how can I bring it into my project? So it's actually reversing it back in, if you know what I mean. I do. It's very much a 360 thinking and you're mentioning marketing and you this is, uh, again, for those of you listening, listen to Karen, because this is exactly how you should do it. You have a vision, you have a why, you know what you want to do, and all the different strands of what you do lead back to each other. So when people also explore you as artists, they might discover you through one piece of art or something that you do, but through that, you also invite them into your universe, right? Uh, and that way, they can also explore other things that you put out in the world, but are they still sort of... Uh, within your own field as an artist, as a creative. Absolutely. And I do invite people, like, because I'm speaking with you all these things, but these things are still not present in the way I communicate to the world outside because I had to do all the work inside myself. So it's not out there yet. So in a sense, of course, I'm not ready to be for it to be perfect, but this is also something that I really wish to learn more because there are so many strands that, you know, in the planning and things. And I think in Corona and COVID, the seasons just got a bit stagnated altogether, like, you know. But so so in that sense, I want to be honest and to share that we're talking about branding and marketing. Inside of myself, I know where I'm heading. And, the you know, the performative platforms and everything, they invited me and things happened. But I didn't do the work that I needed yet to also share. And this is what I've been done. You know, mm. so I want to be honest with the people that are here now, because it's also important to know that I'm not there yet. I'm still I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And I think one of the best things that that I can say about the learning experience is actually collaborating with artists, because if I'm not strong in creating beautiful videos, I'm, I'm a technophobe. Seriously, I have no idea what about technology and stuff like that but I know how I want things to look mm. I have a vision I know that you know but then in a sense how can I invite someone to use my vi to to work together with me on my vision so for example I'm working with a photographer that I really love and we're creating the the images of of the of the performances and and then a film a filmmaker that he's so good in 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 raves and documentaries so in a sense I actually don't want to work with someone who's coming from the performing arts because I don't want this kind of like, and now let's do a registration and then let's do the classical teaser. I'm like, 
boring. So that, you know, let's create, as like you say, a 360 experience. I want people to dive into the experience. I want the music. That's why I work with musicians that are like, they're also interdisciplinary. So how can we, you know, create this vibration? So in every element in the show, it's a branding. Every show is a, is, is a whole brand. It's a whole entity. It's, it's a signum. It's your signum as well, isn't it? These are your creations, even though you co-create with other people. You are still very clear about your identity, your signum in collaboration with others and then teaming up with others where they, where you can outsource and delegate things that maybe other people either do better or that you just don't want to do, right? Absolutely. And also mm-hmm. this avataring, what you were saying, it's actually what connects me to them. So we are actually, in a way, we are connected through our artistic cores because we shared the moment together. We made something. So you have a piece of me and I have a piece of you and we're mm. connected. Yes, and and, uh, and partnerships and also how to, as an arts entrepreneur, building partnerships and, and going into partnerships with other people is a great way to grow your business, not only by sharing the way you just described, but also it puts you in front of their audiences and vice versa, which means that you also get to grow your own community and, uh, yeah, just also to have the support moving forward. We do work in a collaborative field. So it is about that co-creation in a way. So, uh, but would you like telling, I know that you're also um, part of Dance Makers and you do have a few productions there. You are being very humble, Karen. I know that you've got many great things in the lineup here. And so for those of you watching, do check her out on social media and I'm sure you will be posting more. But you are part of Dance Makers organization and doing some projects with them. Uh, that you mentioned and you also do your own workshops and you mentioned the body house that's your signature style Uh, do you have any advice for artists that are now tuning into this this live stream or maybe the replay after for them sort of look to the future what should they think about if they want to now survive and thrive post COVID-19 I think you were saying today in the session that we had with you that branding starts with ourselves and then it starts with our services and then ultimately it starts it continues to the uh, organization that we are uh, leading and i think that really connecting with ourselves first and seeing what gives you pleasure and what makes you fascinated and and actually inviting people to see the world which we all share but what is special is the way you look at the world so if you can do that, then I think that that would really a big door that opens to the viewers or, or participants or potential clients to come inside if we're talking that language. Mm. But also, I also in, invite not to saturate ourselves with what's out there because I actually get really depressed from seeing all this content of and now we dance and now we dance this and now we struggle for this and now we fight for that and i think that the whole movement the world is there's a lot of movements you know that's coming now and of course the black life matters and and i just heard two days ago that a student of mine was murdered in south africa uh, for being a, a queer and the out the, the front man of of you know of the lgbtq and he he was the first one who he's a fa- it was actually, I really, I just want to share this because he's a 28 year old that with his talking about entrepreneurship, 
he founded a company, a dance company in South Africa in connection with the Dutch uh, embassies. He founded the first ball, international ball, together with the AIDS Foundation to, you know, bring visibility to the queer and the LGBT and the trans community. He was the host of this ball. And the guy was like the forefront. He was queer as crystal ball and so talented and so generous. And he was murdered by a 14-year-old girl. I was just like, how do you deal with that? How do you phantom that? So in a sense, and of course, with all this movement of Black Lives Matters and all these things, like, I don't know where to position myself. Am I white? Am I, am I, because I come from, you know, what constitutes skins and what constitutes the assignments of where we are? And how do you choose to be a part of someone's revolution and some, and social evolution? And in a sense, this is where I realized, like, I need to reflect a bit because by me just posting another, like this hand and, and kind of like the flag and solidarity, of course there is, but is it enough? And so in a sense, I think that it's just, it's connects to also what we bring as human beings out there. So how do we link the value of what we're sharing, not only on the social media, but how do we practice it in real life? And this is something I'm dealing with myself. I'm, I'm asking questions like, where do I position myself in the struggle? And then in the same time, actually by going back to my artistic core and my mission is like maybe I should maybe there's another way of me to approach it there are multiple ways so that's why I'm saying like go inwards reflect on what you bring that way what you bring will lead you the way of how you navigate through this really a lot of traffic in the virtual world Mm, wow very powerful and I'm very sorry to hear of your friend I heard it too and um yeah I don't know what to say. I think that actually we're speaking about visibility and, you know, presence and actually through his work. And even though 28 years of existence on this planet, the impact that he brought, you know, I just remember him as as he was my student when I was. Hello, it's Sophie again. Thank you for listening. And I'm just here to say again that you are more than welcome to join us on social media. Just look for Arts Dynamics. And also, if you want more news and updates, go to our website, artsdynamics.com and sign up to the newsletter where you'll get some free treats, some resources and strategies and tools for free to help you pivot and thrive in the months and years to come. So with that, I wish you a wonderful rest of the day and look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode. Take care now.